All right, we're rolling. Hey guys, welcome back to BYOB. Today I am taking my status as third wheel to a professional level by interviewing Caroline Biondo and Tori Key. Caroline, we'll start with her intro. Caroline graduated from UVA in 2019 with degrees in foreign affairs and Spanish. During her time at UVA, Caroline volunteered with Relay for Life, Madison House, and worked at Venable Elementary School. She now works as a federal consultant in Washington, D.C., where she met Tori on Hinge a year ago. And guys, I know Caroline because she was the Madison House co-chair when I joined the board, and Caroline has a very special place in my heart. I'm always trying to like live up to her expectation of co-chair, her and Julie. <laughs> amazing, amazing people. And Tori graduated from JMU with degrees in business and sports management. Tori is a business developed project leader for a sports betting company. And in his free time, Tori acts in short films and roots for Washington, D.C. sports. Tori is actually from Charlottesville, so he knows UVA pretty well. We love that. We were just talking about Bodos earlier. Guys, <laughs> comment if you're yay or nay Bodos. I think me and Caroline are leaning more towards Nay, but Tori, he's loyal. He has loyalty yeah. for Bodas here. I'd be loyal. Yeah. <laughs> so welcome, guys. Also, you have such professional intros. The fact that, Caroline, you're a consultant. Tori, you are a business development project leader. I'm like, I am a <laughs> what, what student. What do you know, those roles mean? Just know I'm a leader. That's, that's okay. all you need to know. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. So welcome guys. And thank you for so much for coming. I was so excited about this. And what is your carry on story? Yeah. So for those of you who can't, I guess, see us, um, we are here to talk about interracial relationships. I, Caroline, I'm white. Tori is black. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we um, saw this video or I saw this video on YouTube. Called, I think it's titled something along the lines of do all black men think the same? Um, and the premise of the video was probably like six black men and they put them on a spectrum and they ask these black men questions. And the spectrum kind of ranges from, you know, super disagree, I think, to strongly, you know, strongly yeah. disagree, strongly <laughs> classic agree. survey. you know. Right. <laughs> and what was what was the question that we kind of really, really dug into and talked about so the the question was more of i guess around you know if you're a black male you know if you date someone outside your race are you i guess you know not pro-black or you know are you kind of just basically you know betraying your own race or so on so um we didn't necessarily want to address that question specifically but more just kind of address you know the maybe the feelings and you know, the, the emotions and perspectives all around interracial relationships and, you know, how, you know, I guess, you know, our perspective one, but then also just kind of understanding where other people may be coming from, you know, because it's, there's a lot of factors that go into a person's mindset and perspective on things. So, um, yeah, I, I think the question more sparked a, a more broad conversation across interracial relationships for us. And, you know, how are our, our respective communities kind of um, play a part in how we view ourselves and view our relationships or, you know, don't view our relationships um, and maybe pressures that our communities put on us and whether we apply those pressures to our relationship or not. I think that that's kind of where that video played a, a, a big part in, in conversations that we've had um, so if you haven't seen the video, I would recommend watching it. I don't know if it brought a lot of new information to, to light, but I think it, it probably was a good place to, to start thinking about things. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because I think, as I mentioned before, it's more of a it touched on something that's more broad across interracial relationships. You know, no matter if it's a black man dating a white woman or any other race, or you know, if it's a white woman dating you know different uh, races, you know, and so on. You know, I guess that question could be asked for any situation. You know, it doesn't just have to be you know a black male in, in, the, in the context of the situation. So, yeah, I think for for me personally, just to kind of get into my perspective. Um, one, you know, we were talking about this the other day, as far as, you know, if we all claim to be progressives and, you know, we want to be in this progressive society where we feel like we're all growing and trying to understand each other in this melting pot we call America. Uh, one, automatically, you know, I, I can't fully understand the perspective of, well, you should never be outside your race because, you know, mm-hmm. one, you know, love is love, ultimately. Um, and, you know, you can't, you can't control a, a person's, you know, feelings for another person, you know, um, whether, you know, it's somebody actively seeking one race, that's a different kind of conversation. But mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of times it's kind of blown out of proportion where, you know, they, you, you see an interracial relationship and, you know, you assume a lot of things that, you know, typically are not the case, you know, it's just us, we, we matched on hinge, you know, it's, that's something we promote a lot, but no, <laughs> I guess hey, it is what it it's is. out there, you know, so dating during um, a pandemic. I mean, yeah, yeah. One of those success stories <laughs> during mm-hmm. the pandemic. We so, love that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it was more of just, it was kind of perfect timing for us. And, you know, we had some common ground, you know, with the, the Charlottesville, um, you know, commonality, you know, so automatically I'm like, Oh, so you know about X, Y, Z places and so on, you know, and then, you know, one thing kind of led to another and, you know, things were just, extremely fluid from day one and until now and you know that i plan on it continuing to be to be fluid as we continue to grow (laughs) so you know um yeah i think for for me it's just also just personally i i'd never like to kind of live my life for other people so Mm -hmm. you know when you have people saying you should be doing things a certain way you know whether it's who you date or you know just in general how you live um you know i've never really co-signed on that kind of thought process because you know I feel like that's just the the nature of followers and you know uh as you know about my title I want to be a leader (laughs) out out here so uh you know I I try not to you know just I I try to keep an open mind and um you know I I think when other people are trying to live to other people's standards or you know worry about what other people think about them ultimately you're going to come up short in life because you're so worried about pleasing other people when it's really about you when it comes down to it and the people you love so Mm -hmm from a a white perspective, I think that there's maybe less of that, hopefully um, (laughs) pro-white. I mean, uh, like, I'm like, we should thing, especially like for my family, my family um, obviously was super like accepting and there, it was never even a conversation around that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that I was surprised when I saw that video, like it made me think like, am I something in Tori's life that, you know, takes away from something in his identity mm-hmm. that is, you know, am I, am I, you know, detracting at all? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, after we had that conversation, I've always kind of known about him, you know, he's not someone that's going to ever listen to something. Number one that, you know, if he doesn't agree, like he's going to, you know, kind of brush it off and be like, you know, whatever you say, what you want to say. I'm not, I don't care what you think, but yeah, that video was really eye-opening to me. That, you know, maybe people do think that, but, you know, at the end of the day, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, if you want to be in an interracial relationship, 
good, good for you. And if you don't also good for you and Mm -hmm. a relationship is a relationship at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Thank you both for sharing. I feel like you both are so insightful. I again, feel very young right now in this conversation because I'm like, oh, you guys are so eloquent. Um, But one thing that Tori, you said that stuck out to me was differentiating between attraction to someone and then like actively seeking out somebody of a race, a certain race. And I think a lot of people, like when they look at interracial relationships, the first thing that comes to mind, they're like, oh, it's a fetish. And I feel like people who think that you have to be like, well, why, why was that your first thought? Because that's not the majority, that's not the majority of people's opinions. Um, and just like, obviously I'm neither a black nor white individual. I'm very Asian, but I've seen like, whenever I've been talking to white men, like sometimes people will be like, oh, like he has yellow fever. Like that's why he's attracted to you and stuff like that. And Granted, sometimes it was true and we just won't, we won't talk about that part of it. But then at the same time, it's like, why, why is that your initial thought? Why can't someone just love someone for who they are instead of putting so much emphasis on their race and their physical appearance? Like what you were saying with online dating, especially like with Hinge, I feel like that is the one dating app that really stresses personality and Mm -hmm. knowing a person instead of just having like, these are four pictures that you can swipe through and just solely basing it off a of physical appearance. This is like going against so many things that I said in the dating apps episode, but <laughs> we're, our, our opinions on it are ever changing. Yeah, for um, sure. And I just think that one thing that someone said in the video, I have the quote here, so I didn't most misquote him. He says, if you're a stand-up person and you stand up on your morals and character, it doesn't matter who you date. And another person was like, if you in response to someone who agreed with the statement, if you're pro-black, like you can't date a white woman. He said, if you're pro-black, you can't act on attraction to someone from another race. And just attraction, I feel like people need to realize is not solely on physical appearance. I feel right. like that's that's lust. Attraction is on a much deeper level than that. Right. And yeah. obviously no relation, no healthy relationship can just fo- like the foundation of that can't be, whoa, I just had like a Southern accent. I need to get out of Charlottesville. <laughs> I know. I'm like two weeks has been too long for me. Um, but yeah, the foundation of that can't be lust. It needs to be something more than that. And that's obviously what you guys have in your relationship. What the majority, if not all of people in interracial relationships have in their relationships. So well, I was going to say that that's a great point because, you know, these relationships ultimately would not last a long time, it, you know, not even, you know, relatively speaking, you know, probably not even more than a few months or so on, you know, just because if it's just a lustful relationship mm-hmm. that must eventually wears off, you know, you have to stimulate each other more than just by the physical you know, attraction uh, point. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I agree with you completely. You know, it, it has to be more than just that, that physical side of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And honestly, the topic, the fact that interracial relationships is a topic at all just blows my mind because I'm just like, why do you care? (laughs) It should not really even be a thing anymore. I guess I understand why it is because I guess, you know, like I feel like we do, we do a thing where like when it's an ad or something, like we'll be like, oh my God, it's an interracial couple. Cause you really don't see it all that often. And I guess we see it more now, but you don't see it a ton in media 
or, you know, almost, we see it on the side of a bus and we're like, oh, look, it's an interrelationship. It's an interrelationship. <laughs> look, it's us. Like, we'll make a joke about it. So taboo, mm-hmm. you know. Right. <laughs> but I feel like our parents' generation, there aren't a ton of interracial relationships. Um, so I guess, you know, maybe our generation and the generations coming, it'll be less of a thing. We'll have to talk about it less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's actually like, that's kind of a good transition to something we were speaking about as well just when I was talking about somebody's perspective on interracial relationships and you know things of that nature is you know a lot of it comes from you know where they grew up um, you know the people around them and so on you know so you know some of my family they grew up in Richmond Virginia and so you know that has a lot of deep-rooted racism uh, in that city you know that was once the capital of the confederacy so you know like uh, you know a lot of things that people probably went through you know years ago, decades ago, and so on, I'm, I'm sure it's a little bit odd maybe for, for them to see maybe interracial relationships because it's not a common thing where they're from, you know, where it was very divisive, you know, and they maybe had to be extremely taboo about it if they were, you know, doing it, you know, they they had to make sure not many people knew about it. So mm-hmm. I could certainly see, you know, I, I understand, I guess, to a certain degree where these people are coming from, but ultimately, like I said before, I think, you know, if you consider yourself a progressive and you want to support, you know, things like interracial relationships, LGBTQ plus rights and, and everything we, we want to fight for in, in America to, to make sure everything's equitable. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see how you could, you know, be opposed to, you know, somebody who's, who's Asian dating a white person or, you know, any, any other situation, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, when you're in a, in a, Oh my gosh, this is a tongue twister. Interracial <laughs> relationship. There are too many R's in that interracial relationship. Like you're able to share more about your culture, your heritage with your partner and learn more about your partner and their heritage and culture. And I feel like that's a really special thing in a relationship. Um, and a question I have for both of you kind of, well, this entire conversation stemmed from Caroline, you saw this video and you brought it up with Tori. So for you guys, like how important is it to have open communications about issues surrounding your race with your partner? I think it's huge. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that, I don't know if we talk about it often, but I think that when we do, we probably talk about it really deeply. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd agree. It's not something that is top of mind uh, for us often, mm-hmm. you know, because I think if it is top of mind all the time, you know, maybe one person is probably thinking too much about it and has some kind of insecurities that they probably should address. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you know, like, like what she mentioned, when we do talk about it, you know, it, it is a deep conversation, you know, when she brought the video or, you know, any other kind of situation that may spark a conversation. Yeah, I mean, it. I think the news um, with the last year or so has also kind of brought up you know, questions that I've had for him and his experiences and getting to know Tori in the last year has also been like, you know, has this happened to you? What's your experience with this? Um, You know, so I think that, like you said, if it's, it's not top of mind at all, but I think that, yeah, I think that I know what your experience has been like. Um, And I think that, you know, we, we've probably drilled down into it and there's always more to learn, Yeah, but you know, it's not a, a, a weekly conversation. Yeah. <laughs> you don't yeah. get home from work every day and be like, so race. <laughs> 6 p.m. on a Tuesday, yeah. time to talk about race. Time to end racism. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but that, that's a good point. We we found out a lot about each other in this this year. You know, it's kind of flown by. I, I think, you know, kind of COVID's funny because you feel like it's been 10 years and it's 
COVID, you know, has only been around, you know, like what, two years now, whatever. Yeah. So uh, it, it seems like it's been a long time, you know, that we've known each other, but it's, it's been relatively short, you know, when you talk about it, but yeah, I think um, what she could probably speak to as well, just from, you know, having those conversations is, you know, like just because I'm black or she's white, doesn't mean we have the same kind of experiences across the board as everybody from our race you know mm -hmm. and a lot of it is where you grew up you know geographically you know somebody that's black from Charlottesville Virginia might not have the same experiences from you know as somebody from Decatur Georgia <laughs> you know mm -hmm. so um, it, I think that's one thing that a lot of people in general need to realize you know it's just we we love to put people into groups and say all right all these people act like this this mm -hmm. is what they do this is what I should expect from them when Typically, it's it's not that simple, you know. Things mm -hmm. are very complex. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, we, yeah, we no, all that, like things, you know. Yeah, that's a great point, and I think that's something that the Jubilee video did pretty well. Is because yeah. I feel like for the whole video, like all of the questions, there was someone on like either side, and so being able to talk about that and like see what a healthy conversation regarding that looks like I think is really important and just really important for us to learn because I feel like now we're in such a polarizing time I feel like people have just forgotten how to have a respectful conversation and you don't get any you don't get any learning done when you're just yelling at each other and when you're just focusing on what your next statement is going to be instead of what the person you're talking to is actually saying um yeah. so my next question related to this is, have you ever seen, received like rude, judgmental comments about your relationship? And if so, like, did that affect the way you saw your relationship? Well, I guess I'll start with just being in the DMV. I'd say not really, you know, maybe I've gotten a lip or something before, but nothing, you know, too kind of crazy. I know she kind of has like a little Metro story that she'll probably. Yeah, but I mean, sure. there was like there was like some crazy guy on the metro <laughs> like made like a jungle fever comment yeah. and I didn't even hear what he was saying because I was already ignoring him yeah. and like the guy made a tutorial and I had already like blocked this guy out of yeah, my yeah. my sphere yeah like yeah. Not, I think that was the only time in the last year that anyone has ever said anything to the both of us yeah and and once again you know we're fortunate to be in a pretty progressive area I mean if not the most progressive. Uh, we also like, yeah, <laughs> and, you we know, live in like Chocolate City. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah we're in we're in DC. Yeah. So you know, um, I, I'd say you have a lot of forward thinking people in general that are in the area. So it's not like a, a weird thing, uh, for lack of a better you know term. Uh, mm -hmm. But you know, if you let's say if you went to you know maybe the Midwest or somewhere in the South, or I mean, it, it could just be you know going north or or anywhere. You know, it just it depends on where you're at. Where you know people could see it as something crazy or you know see it as normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I will say that when I was, when people, when Tori like first came into my life and people were like, oh my God, let me see your new boyfriend. Like, you know, friends, mm -hmm. there would sometimes be like funny, funny, quote unquote jokes, you know, mm -hmm. that were like, you know, nobody had like bad intentions, but it's like, you know, do you really have to like make a joke? Like, oh, Caroline's being a black guy. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> yep. Correct. You know, you know, you're seeing a white guy yeah right like <laughs> congratulations yeah. um, so I think that people sh in general should probably like if you feel like you should make a joke just don't because you know you think it's funny and like maybe it is like a little funny but it also has like a little tinge of racism that's mm -hmm. like unnecessary mm -hmm. um, 
And like, I'm not like thinking of a specific time or anything, but I just like, I know that it happened and it's like, you know, you, you could have not said anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I think that in general, we don't receive any, no. any, no. any flack. No. Yeah. That's good. So like in, well, I'm very glad to hear that there haven't been any, you know, crazy conversations besides the one guy in the Metro, which honestly seems pretty on brand for the Metro. Uh, (laughs) But so like when you receive like small comments like that, comments that people think are not harmful or not racist, like how do you deal with that? And is it something that you'd in the future, like if someone made like a little bit of like a remark about your relationship, is that something you'd want to address with them and be like, Hey, like, can you just like explain why you said that? Or is it something that you just are like, I'm just going to brush off and realize that they just aren't ignorant? Yeah. I mean, I think I didn't do it, you know, a year ago because, you know, I don't know why I didn't say anything. I probably should have. In the future, I think that I would because, you know, Tori is here to stay. Um, And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Tori like actually proposes right now. He's like, so. Uh, We'll we'll hold off on that. (laughs) Let's not get ahead of ourselves. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, ridiculous. And it's 2021. And like, you should know better than to do that. Um, And I think that like you said, like it's, it's ignorance. And like the people that do that kind of stuff genuinely are not like racist jerks. Mm -hmm. And I think that most of the people would receive that like, Hey, you know, like you don't mean it like that, but the way that I'm taking it is X, Y, Z, like they would receive it well. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I think in the future, it would probably be beneficial for me to be like, you know, to, to deliver that news. Or like you just said, to ask why they, why they put that out there. Yeah. Um, that's, that's also a, like not something that I would ever think to do, but an interesting way to, to bring that up. Yeah. To make them realize like, oh, why did I say that? Yeah. And if they're like, oh, just to be funny, you can be like, hmm. I didn't think it was funny. Nobody's laughing. <laughs> you see me laughing? <laughs> Straight face. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so the last question I have for you guys, this might be a tough one, but in the Jubilee video, the same guy who said that he disagrees with the statement that you can't be pro-black and date a white woman at like the very end of the segment just makes a comment where he's like, oh, like black men that date white women, though, like there's something different about them. And he like referenced Jordan Peele and Chelsea Peretti, I think. So I was just wondering what your thoughts on that statement were and why is there like, quote unquote, something different? with black men who date white women? Yeah, um, I guess I should take yeah, that one, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, that's that's kind of my answer as well. You know, I, I really, I don't know what he means by that uh, when he says that because, you know, initially my first thought is he was trying to name people that are like kind of quote unquote nerdy black guys, you know, mm-hmm. where like, I don't know, it, maybe in his eyes, they don't have the the stereotypical like kind of black swagger for, for mm-hmm. like better better phrase but at the same time though you know you have professional athletes you know that that are not you know Jordan Peele kind of guys you know (laughs) these are you know like the the studs of the world you know these are professional athletes so um yeah I I don't really know what he means by it uh, because you know from what I've seen you've had all different kinds and it it, once again it goes back it all circles back to what I was saying before it's you just because you're a black man doesn't mean you have the same experience across the board as every black man. So I don't know where Jordan Peele grew up. I'm sure I could Google and find out, but you know, 
Jordan Peele, um, some professional athlete, you know, that, that is in inter- interracial relationship, um, somebody who is a, a scientist, like, you know, it's just all these different kinds of professionals that have different backgrounds and don't have the same perspectives in life in, in general, you know? So I, I think it always goes back to like, when you hear those kind of blanket statements, it's somebody putting all these people in a box and it's like, mm-hmm. well, if you don't date a black woman, you fall into this category. So there's something different about you. Do you think yeah. it's different bad? Um, or just he, he's, he's avoiding saying different it, bad by just saying yeah, different? I, I think mm. he was kind of like towing the line okay. uh, yeah. when, he's, when he was trying to be like a little bit politi- you know, politically correct about mm-hmm. it, you know, diplomatic. Yeah, no, that's a really good explanation or like hypothesis. Hypothesis sounds like too clinical of a word (laughs) a hypothesis of why he said that yeah Yeah. but no I was just so interested in or intrigued in why they put that in the video because he had just been like so like that how do you pronounce the word vehemently vehemently he has been so vehemently arguing that you can be pro-black and date a white woman and saying, you know, attraction is attraction. And then just to like include that little snippet of him saying at the end of that, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, how did, how did we get here? Yeah. Because um, yeah. I mean, I've, I've dated women of different races, you know? So like, once again, you know, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of the guys that are in interra- interracial relationships now, they probably dated people from other races, including their same race as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, once again, I don't, I don't get what the statement means, you know, because typically, like, once again, unless it's that person that only dates one race outside yeah. of the race, whatever, you know, typically that's not the case. So mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't really know. <laughs> what mm-hmm. do you yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, we are at our 30 minute mark. So thank you guys so much for joining us. That was that was a wonderful, wonderful conversation. And I feel like I personally, again, as someone who is neither white nor black, I feel like I really learned a lot from that and what it's like for you guys to be in an interracial relationship. And I mean, there's no advice section for the carry on episodes, but I feel like the one piece of advice here is just mind your own business. (laughs) Why does it, why does it matter what other, like who other people are dating, who other people love, like no one is forcing you to be in an interracial relationship if you don't want to so yeah. mind your own business do what you want to do love who you want to love yeah. you know yeah control what you can control there you go yeah <laughs> exactly so yeah. thank you guys so much again really appreciate you coming on this is such a fun episode i've never like done an episode with like a couple before and i'm like Ooh, i want to do this wow. all the time <laughs> the professional yeah. third wheel i love it yeah. <laughs> We'll have to do it again sometime. You know. Oh my gosh, definitely gearing up for a second episode. I love it. I love that energy, yeah, Tori. <laughs> Recurring guest. Okay. Right. Um, okay. So if you guys are still listening, thank you so much. And don't forget to BYOB next week. Bye.